You're listening to Brave Girls with Tracy M, where we choose to empower you to be a better leader, mentor, and coach in the world. We'll share stories of people who have achieved great heights by overcoming adversity and rising to the challenge, all while pursuing their passions. These courageous people will inspire you to have faith in yourself and take bold action. Right here with the host of Brave Girls, Tracy M. Episode 5, Never Look Back with Pamela Hart Vines. Welcome to this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M, where I interview Pamela Hart Vines, a published author and talented communications professional in the D.C. metro area. We talk about writing and video production and how both have been brought together in her small business. Her novel, Born of Sin, is an Amazon bestseller that can be found online. Originally from Western Pennsylvania, Pamela Hart Vines entered the Army right out of high school and went on to spend over 20 years as a distinguished military professional. Her final assignment was as a lieutenant colonel at the Pentagon, leading the Army's public affairs operations. We also talk about her experience as a public affairs officer in the military, including time at Guantanamo Bay in Cuba, Korea, and Croatia. She's been at the helm of handling numerous high-profile crisis communications cases, both in the military and in the defense industry. Fast forward to today, Pam now owns her own firm, Troop PR, in the Washington, D.C. metro area, where she focuses on coaching her clients in the area of reputation management and crisis communications. Pam believes in the power of video and offers video production to her clients as well. On the show, she shares some great tips on how to prepare yourself for the worst case scenarios that your business may face and why you don't need a thick crisis binder to protect your reputation. Pamela and I also talk about the importance of networking and masterminding with other like-minded women business owners and why having an accountability partner is critical to helping you achieve your dreams. I think you'll love Pam's advice on reputation protection and crisis communications and why you need to get ahead of it. I think you'll especially enjoy her answer to my finale question, what's the bravest thing you've ever done and how does it inspire you today? I hope you enjoy this episode with Pamela Hart Vines. Well, welcome to Brave Girls with Tracy M. And tonight I have the lovely Pamela Hart Vines with me. Um, she's the principal and owner of Troop Public Relations, which is a full service momentum building communications firm located in the DC metro area. And most of what uh, they, they specialize in is reputation protection, video production, media training, um, and preparing their clients for crisis communications situations. So Pam has over 20 years of military experience um, as an Army officer, and she's also worked in the defense and corporate space as a public relations person, handling a number of high-profile crisis cases. So welcome to the show, Pam. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great, great. So um, I know that um, one of the things that I uh, know about you is that you are a writer and a published author. And so when I first met you um, at a conference, um, you indicated that you were from the Pittsburgh area. So tell us a little bit about kind of your backstory. Well, <coughs> So I, I grew up in the Western Pennsylvania area, and I also went to college at the University of Pittsburgh. And from there, 
I went immediately after graduation into the Army. So I, uh, enrolled, I enlisted, and I enlisted in high school, actually, and then when I graduated from college, I became a, first lieut a second lieutenant in the Army, and I stayed there <clears throat> in that career <clears throat> for the past 20 years. <laughs> so, so it was just a wonderful experience. I never imagined I was going to spend 20 years in the Army because growing up in you know, the, the hills of Pennsylvania just wasn't on my radar. But um, I don't know if it was because the Army was disciplined and I'm a structured person or the Army is structured and I'm a disciplined person. We, it was just a great fit. And um, I flourished. I, I loved that opportunity. Did you get to travel around the world in, in your role? Or were you mostly stateside? Or Unfortunately, I was mostly stateside. I don't have a lot of the luxurious and interesting career uh, assignments that most people have. So I did not get to go to Germany. So I did not get to explore Europe. No, I went through Germany once for a six-month assignment in Bosnia. So that was really interesting because while I was there, uh, I got to see, it was around the 1995 timeframe where it was right after the war and I got to see a lot of the um, rebuilding take place and going from the, the barren, worn toward streets, worn torn streets to children coming outside, starting to play and restaurants starting to open. So it was a really good time to be there and see that grow. And I also got to go to uh, Croatia. And right. so that's one of the, the memories I'll always have with me is driving along the coast of Croatia, Croatia and looking at the, at the ocean. So that was just gorgeous. That's interesting. That's great. And then, and then that was in your capacity as, um, I guess, like a, a military journalist, public relations well, person, I was a public a affairs? Public affairs officer. Yes, so we, it's uh, public relations for the militaries. And right. at the time I was deployed as a public affairs officer working within the um, stabilization force, S4. Gosh, I'm, I'm glad I remember that. Wow. A long time ago. So yes, I was there for a six-month assignment. Really, really good. And, and then I was in Korea for one year. That was early in my career. And um, then I spent six months in Cuba at Guantanamo Bay with the detainees. Wow. So those are my only overseas experiences, and the rest of my military career was you know, in stateside. Right, right. Well, and I saw that you actually worked at the Pentagon and um, worked in the public affairs area of the Pentagon, and that, that must have been really interesting as well. It truly was. I, I had gone to the Pentagon as... Um, a young captain, and then again as a lieutenant colonel, and that was my culminating assignment at Army Public Affairs, and I was the team chief of the personnel team within Army Public Affairs. So we were the liaison between the DOD press corps and the public and uh, just the rest of the military. So if anyone had a question about what the soldiers were doing and what they thought about this particular issue or that, uh, we were the first inroads answering the phone at the desk and uh, just providing the Army statements. Right, right. Well, the other, um, so kind of changing topics to where you are now, I know that um, one of the things that I've noticed 
that you're working on is um, you're the chapter leader of Awesome Women Entrepreneurs. And what exactly is that? I mean, that that just seems like it's very interesting to me that you've become this community builder for female entrepreneurs in your area. Yes, it's a wonderful organization and it's founded by uh, Karen Bates and Evelyn Power and they're in the Arlington, Virginia area. So they founded AWE about, uh, I believe, two years ago and it's just an organization for women to get together to network. So it's, it's a relaxing environment, it's a very sh kind of structured, there's a structure to it, but we get together in an intimate setting once a month and, and just share. We don't sell to each other. It's an, it's an opportunity for women, just women, to get together to let their hair down and, and really share those kinds of things and um, motivations and struggles that we all have as women that men don't relate to. Because when you go to a chamber of commerce meeting, you know, you really can't tell, you can't talk to everyone about, uh, you know, what the kids are doing and how uh, your husband uh, didn't put the clothes in the hamper. Even they, <laughs> that's just not the place for that. So, but with, with awe, we get together once a month and, um, you just, just get together and drink wine. That's one of the staples. And we have heavy hors d'oeuvres because it's after work meeting from six to 8 PM and we talk and we also have a guest speaker come in every month to talk about some business or some business related topic that will help inspire women and new business owners. So it's really great. And we always follow up with going around and everybody gets the opportunity to just say what's new, talk about their business. And uh, we follow up with door prizes. And that's always my favorite, favorite part. <laughs> Gotta have door prizes. So, you know, I am really thankful to Karen and Evelyn for selecting me as the Prince George's County chapter leader because they are branching out. There are now seven chapters, I believe. Um, all in the metro Washington, D.C. area, as well as one in Los Angeles. So, you know, they see this as a, um, a worldwide, international type of organization. So I really am thankful to bring it to Prince George's County. That's great. That's great. The other thing I noticed um, that you have um, really embraced and put out there, particularly I've seen it on LinkedIn, is um, the use of video. And the profiles that you've done of other women and, and other businesses and how compelling video can be as a storytelling medium. So um, where did that interest come from or, or is this just a passion of yours to, to really do that? Because the, the videos that I'm watching are phenomenal. They're, they're very well produced and I, I just want to compliment you on that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I think it's always been in my blood because my, my dad was a huge camera buff. So growing up, uh, he had every camera imaginable, every Polaroid that came on the market, you know, we were posing for pictures. So it's in my blood, number one. But then I, I got away from it and didn't take it seriously, of course, not as a career. But um, as a, within my business, we teach media response training. And so I had camera equipment for um, us to train and replay all of our mock interviews so people can take a look at how they're responding and all their uh, physical tics that we need to get rid of when they're on camera. So I had this equipment and in between clients, I just really wanted to make the most of 
every aspect, everything I have, and knowing the um, growing interest and um, just just the value of what media, what um, video does bring to a brand. Because when people are, the general public is searching online, YouTube is one of those first go-to places. And when people want to buy something, I believe the statistic, I'm, I'm probably not exactly correct, but it's like 64% more likely to buy a product if they see it versus just hearing about it. So video is extremely important for businesses. And you know, if it, it's, it's almost back in the 90s when you, if you didn't have a website, you, know, you really weren't in business. Now it's to the point where if you don't have video on your website, you really don't exist on the internet because people want to see that physical and virtual presence. Right, right. And then I'm sure not everybody's experienced, like you said, with how to present on video and how to conduct themselves on video and feeling confident and comfortable. And so that's probably a big part of your coaching when you're working with that. It is. It is. And that's, that's one of the things I wanted to help people with because when I do go to a lot of the um, networking events, people have, some people just starting out their businesses have a hard time explaining what exactly it is they do. And I thought, well, why not combine it? Because I, I wanted to give back to the community in a way that I, I guess it's twofold. Yes, I wanted to help people um, clear up their, their messages to present. But I also know that in order to get my video production name out there, because we haven't been doing it long, I didn't go to film school. And so my, my team, none of us are, are that adept. We've been working for two years now. And so in order to really get more experience and get our name out there with the public nowadays, you know, it used to be where you can just hand someone a business card and they would do business with you. But nowadays it's evolved completely. People, customers want something for free first. <laughs> I've, I've come to find. And so giving the uh, free one minute videos is what we're doing that you mentioned earlier has truly opened doors and been a great help. And so it's, it's beneficial for me. It's been beneficial for the clients and the women that I'm featuring. And so the series is called brilliant and determined women. So it's a bad series. So it's a bad video series. And the goal is to produce 40 for the, for the year. And uh, we're on number six. <laughs> they're, they're, they're really good, though. I mean, I've been watching them. I don't I know what your, what your downloads have been, but I know I, when they come out, I watch them. And I'm learning about these women and their businesses and thinking, hmm, okay, that's really great. You know, now I know, not that I live in that area, but, it, you know, it's some kind of connection point to these women that have these businesses. So I think that's great um, that you've, kind of taking that on. Um, and then also this is building your video library so that when people say, you know, maybe they're comparing you to some other provider, they're going to look at your, your reels basically and see the quality of the production and the story and the script. And, you know, everybody looks different on camera, but they could see us if you've got 40 of them out there. Wow. You're going right. to come up in right. Google when people search true PR and Pamela Vines, right? It, it really is a gift to me 
to actually do it for the women. And I gain so much in, in every process because learning something new, learning about the women, you know, getting to know them and you know, never know when it may or may not lead to a referral, but it's still spending the time and helping them out because they get to have a quality video now that they can put on their websites that is um, very clear in what their message is, what they provide to a client and what sets them apart. Right. Right. So let's talk a little bit about your book, Born of Sin. Um, and I know that you are constantly writing and working on different projects, whether it be fiction or nonfiction. So what kind of inspired you to, to write a book and, and tell us a little bit about the book? Well, writing is my first love. Writing is the core. It is everything that I am. Uh, and video production, filmmaking is a close second. But to my heart, I am a writer. And so I uh, had this idea for this particular book, Born of Sin, way back 30, 33 years ago. It's insane. So it, it took me that long to actually get serious about it. But I carried these characters with me all those years. And finally, at the end of 2015, with an accountability partner, I love accountability partners for every aspect of your life. <laughs> so with, with her, I was able to finish the book and get it published. And I did self-publish. So it, the book is, uh, it's fiction. And it's the story of a young man who has to decide between the family that abandoned him and the street family that embraced him. And it's set in my time frame in, 1990, in 1986 in Pittsburgh. So it's um, my character is going to college at the same time I went to college. <laughs> That's great. So it's, it's, um, I really enjoy the, the process of um, uh, self-publishing and I immediately started working on the sequel, which is due out any time now. I'm editing it currently. And the second book is Born by Fire. Love it's it. a three-parter. Love it. Yeah, I'm a big believer in accountability partners as well. I have um, an accountability partner that I met probably five years ago in a group mastermind. And when the mastermind ended, we decided that we would stay together. And we would Skype every Sunday at 7. So in my second book, I have a chapter that's called Sunday at 7 by Skype. And it. it talks about how... Um, what, you know, she, I, I said she was the yin to my yang. When I was up, she was down. When I was down, she was up. And we've really held each other accountable for, you know, chasing our dreams while still having a corporate job. And, and we both, we, we faced a lot of the same struggles. And so I, I, and I talk about how important it is to find the right accountability partner when you're, it, whenever really, you is. Have, it really is whenever you have any kind of big venture. Mm -hmm. and, and that's um, part of why I loved awe so much, because an aspect of that is that we do, once, once you're a member, you do form accountability groups. And, um, you know, that, that is so helpful to have like-minded people, people that you, that you trust. Because when you do go out to all of those networking groups, no one really says all the serious things they're going through, you know, because we have to put on our good faces out in the crowd. But with an accountability partner, someone who is going to lift you up, and you're very lucky to have found someone like that, uh, you, you can 
definitely support each other on those uh, times when you just don't think you can go on and there's a person to pull you along and say, yes, remember, remember these are your goals if you momentarily forgot. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. So um, what, um, when you, when you think back on dealing with all these crisis situations that you, you had, um, and I, I'm assuming that, you know, clients may come to you when they're in the crisis, not necessarily before the crisis, so, which would be the ideal time to, to be dealing with them. What are some of the kind of the tips or guidance that you give them? Uh, it, it is unfortunate that um, they do come when they're in the crisis and there's so little you can do at that point because at that point, you know, the, your publics that you've offended or, or damaged, um, you're, not, you're not in good favor at that point. So the best time, and this is what I advise everyone, and I try to promote with, with our business in creating communications plans and crisis plans and forward thinking, is to do it way ahead of any crisis. And so the number one thing I recommend and guide everyone to do is, doesn't cost any money at all, is just a little time to put together, sit down with your team and brainstorm. Brainstorm the top five that would help. The top five worst things that could possibly happen to your business. As, you know, and no one can predict everything because life is uh, just insanely crazy and people can't predict all the crazy things that happen to us. But even if you are at least thinking, forward thinking about some types of negative things that could happen, you're in a better position to respond and, and react and be proactive versus just sitting back with your with the deer in the headlights look on your face. So I recommend people sit down and truly think about what are the top terrible things that you don't ever want to happen to your business regarding whatever your industry is. And it differs for everyone because a restaurant will have different a, a different set of potential things that could happen versus uh, someone who's an, an IT person. So, you know, just sit down and think about what it is that you would do, what, what would scare you the most, and then walk through how you might respond. How would, um, what would you do first? What would you, how would you take care of your customers? How would you safeguard your employees? So, you know, it's, it's, the, it are the, it's the common sense things that people won't have time to think about in the midst of something going wrong, when when the door is, is uh, when the phone is ringing off the hook and the reporters are lined up in across the street, cameras aimed at your door. So those that's not the time. So the time is to prepare way ahead of time when you're in a peacetime situation and and, and just have that. And I and I don't like people to put together. Um, thick binders of crisis plans because that's not what we do either. The, the process is for us to sit down and actually give every employee a specific task. And in that way, everyone can be just jump to his or her action. So mm -hmm. for instance, if it is a fast food place and uh, heaven forbid uh, an active shooter come in, um, it's, it could be one employee's responsibility to um, call 911. 
and one could turn off the cash register. One could uh, uh, call the the public affairs or public relations person or the boss. So everyone has a specific task. And then things will, will likely go a lot more smoothly. Right, right. Yeah, I've spent many hours in my career creating those big binders that collect dust on the shelf and there's never any template that's in there that we end up using and it's you know but if you know what steps you need to take I think that's a better approach definitely yeah one person can be in charge of social media right. you know, it's, it's just uh and, and the thing is when when everyone's sitting down thinking about things that could possibly happen it's also a good idea to uh, do something as simple as um, uh, assigning someone to look at the Google alerts. You can set up a Google alert within your industry, looking at your competitors, and, and then you can just keep abreast of the things that are going wrong. So if something bad happens to another like company, you can do, use that as an exercise and say, well, how would we respond to it? Look at what they did. I am or am not going to perform and, and, and perform the, the way they did and handle the situation in that way. So, you know, can use those as guides and, and learning tips. Right. Yeah. And I, I like that. Um, I, I also read the blogs and things that you post and I like how as different things have happened in the media or to different big brands, you always like to share kind of the lessons learned of what they did right with, you know, if, if you were, if you were, working there, some of the advice you would have given them. I think that you had something up there about the crock pot and you know, just different things. So I think it's great that you're, you're really positioned as a thought leader in this space as somebody that, you know, really knows her stuff on crisis comms and how to deal with the media and how to deal with those stressful situations. So I think that that's your clients are very lucky that you have that background. So, um, I, I think it's just great that you are evolving your business. Now, how long have you been in business? We will be um, four, four years old. That's fantastic. That's great. Yeah, and you're in a great market in that you're in that sort of D.C. Beltway area. Um, lots of, you know, federal work, agency work, um, you know, um, companies, uh, just that whole area. And I know you're really active in your chamber of commerce and you're really active in PRSA. Um, so, um, also one of the things that was on your bio is that you're a speaker. Do you, do you go out and you speak on different topics to different groups? Primarily we speak on crisis communications and reputation protection because that's one of those things that people don't like to think about. And I just really want to break that mold and say, no, 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 it's not as scary as you think. If you just get ahead of it, just think about it, you know, one, one day, a quarter, that will put you in a position that you're far greater than, than you are right now. So right. that's what I try to do when, when we do go out and, and speak. Right, right. So my finale question that I always ask all of my guests on all the episodes is, what's the bravest thing that you've ever done? So I'll let you think about that. Um, you've had quite a career, both in corporate and um, in the military and growing up in Western Pennsylvania and now as a female entrepreneur. So what would you say? was the bravest thing you've ever done? Well, um, 
I used to be afraid of uh, rodents, but <laughs> if, uh, if you live in Washington, D.C. and you have a cat, uh, it's, it's good if you have a cat because there are mice in the, in the city. But the cat would bring me rodents, and I had a pet door because I had a dog and a cat. So the cat would bring the, the rodents, the dead mice and squirrels to me. And I had to get over that very quickly to get the thing out of the house. So I'm not afraid of that anymore. But the thing to, that happened uh, <laughs> was way back when I was a cadet at uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, at um, advanced camp. And that's, that's the camp that all the cadets do before they get commissioned as a second lieutenant. And I have never been a swimmer. I, I probably can tread water now, but uh, 30, 40, 30 years ago, uh, I could not swim and was deeply terrified of the water. But one of the things we had to do during Recondo Day was climb a ladder 40 feet, 40 feet into the air, crawl on out onto a thick rope, draw, hang, hang from the center of the rope, and then when, when, when told to do so, let go of the rope and drop into a river. So I hung on that river. I hung on that, that rope. Now, see, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that I even did it. But, you know, you had to do it. And with all of your peers, all the peer competitors, because it was a competitive type of environment, you had to be the best cadet as you can. So, <laughs> So I crawled out onto the thick rope, and I, I will never forget it. You know, 30-plus years ago, and I still remember the feel of that thick nylon rope under my hands and crawling for dear life and, you know, teetling for, from one side to the other. But you had to crawl out as though you are like a, like a snake and then drop. And I hung there for as long as my arms could take it. And I screamed to my drill sergeant, and I remember his name, of course, face clears day, uh, Sergeant Paul, please, Lord, help me, don't let me, don't make me do this. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs, please don't make me do this. But I dropped. I had to do it. So I, I dropped in and, uh, you know, when, you, when you're dropping that long of a distance, you know, all you can think is, I wonder when I'm going to hit the water. I wonder when I'm going to hit the water. I wonder when I'm going to, bam. <laughs> so it takes you completely by surprise and uh i did see my life flash before me all my sisters and my dad and my mother but they did rush to get me and pull me out of the river and back to shore in safety but that's the the worst scariest thing i've ever had to do and i said after that day nothing scared me after that wow <sighs> wow <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm just glad that they came and got you. Yes. I didn't drown. I lived to tell about it. Yeah. Or brag. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. And you had an illustrious career as well. Like I did. It, it, was a, it was a wonderful career. I spent 20 years and exactly seven days in the Army. And uh, I, for... A, a tiny bit of me wishes I had stayed in to, you know, continue, but that's the competitiveness in me. You know, what would it have been like to stay in and, and, and try to get promoted to a colonel and uh, do my best to get promoted to a lieutenant uh, general? Well, right. no. Um, well, 
it's Brigadier General is the first, the one star. But, right. but I, I um, always have those dreams, but they're very short lived. I'm extremely happy with where I am and where I chose to be at leaving the military and uh, starting my own business. I would never look back. Not a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it, it gave you a great foundation and, you know, the confidence that you have that you can do anything. If you can do this thing that you did at Fort Bragg, you can pretty much do anything after that. And it's true. You know, it's true. And if you do, and if you ask, what is the best thing I've ever done in my life? And it has to be my serving the country, my serving my country in the military, because just the, the um, immoral strength and fortitude it gives you and the best people I've ever known have been my brother and, and sisters of arms. And I even met my husband in the military. So mm-hmm. everything good has come from the army. Uh, well, and thank you so much for your service. I mean, as a woman who, you know, chose that path, even back in the day, I mean, you were still a trailblazer and you were still doing things way ahead of your time. And, you know, you've kind of cleared the path for other African-American women to really, they're not going to be the first because you've, 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 you've sort of blazed the trail so that, you know, others can follow in your, you know, your shoes. So I just thank you for your service. And I think that, you know, your clients are really lucky to have you in their corner, Um, whether it's a crisis or it's not a crisis, giving them this great advice on um, how to tell their story, how to protect their reputation, how to present themselves out into the world. And so, and I think it's great that you're building, you're such a community builder with this awesome women entrepreneurs group. And, you know, I can't wait to see your next book. I'm going to hold you to it. I'm going to finish the first one so that the second one is like right there, ready to come. So, um, just tell our listeners where on the interwebs can they find you? What's the best way for them to find you? Well, my website is Troop PR, that's T-R-O-O-P-R.com. And of course, my email address is Pamela at TroopPR.com or Twitter, Troop PR. And, um, and you Facebook. Have a, you have a YouTube PR. channel? <laughs> yes, and YouTube is my name. So uh, YouTube at Pamela Vines. And Instagram is my full name, Pamela Hart Vines, because I, I tweet about uh, writing as well as crisis, as well as videography. So you, um, uh, Instagram is just a, a, just a basket of everything. Great, great. Yeah, so thank you so much um, for being on the show tonight. And I look forward to all of your successes and I'm going to continue to follow you and watch all of these brilliant and determined women videos, all 40 of them um, that you're putting out into the world. And I think that's a gift that you're giving to yourself as well as your clients. And um, I think, yeah, I think it's, um, it's just going to show the world your body of work and and what you're capable of. So thank you so much. And um, we will, put this stuff in the show notes so people can find you. And um, if they have any questions, they can reach right out to you directly. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M. as much as I did creating it. Each show is produced with you, the listener, in mind as you look for inspiration and motivation from other brave souls as you pursue your desires. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave me a review on iTunes. I read every one. And check out my website, tracym.com, for more free resources. You can also join my list and sign up for my newsletter right from the homepage. Until next time, stay strong, believe in your dreams, and go do something brave. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M and hope that you enjoyed the show. For more information about today's episode, as well as additional free resources to help you achieve greatness in your life, visit tracym.com and sign up for our mailing list. Until next time, dream big, believe in yourself, and let your brilliance shine as only you can do.